Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live, live comedy, comedy show, show on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> we have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Cindy Washington, James Wan, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. Welcome, Welcome back, back to HBO, HBO Girls Rewatch. I'm A. Ritholler. And I'm E. Lazarus. And That's so tongue-in-cheek to do a D. August. Wait, I don't get it. Isn't D. August just a name? No, I think his first name is probably something else. And then they, like, they, did, like, they did it a cool way by making it D. August. Oh, so yeah. Well, this is an amazing way for our listeners to find out my <laughs> last name. Ritholler. No one can say it. Nobody understands it. Did you it. say it right? I think when I just said it just now, I did say it wrong. If <laughs> <laughs> we're being completely upfront. Um, guys, we're so excited to be here with you on the pod. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but we are slowly adding more and more photos as back wall. I'm becoming besties with the guy at PostNet. Um, but we're so excited to be here. What did you space. say? PostNet or Net? Net. But it could be PostNet. But with me, we've never gone sexual like that in this with podcast. With me, like it's not post nut. Obviously, we've never gone the non orgasm. This is girl. An, this is a sex negative podcast, <laughs> and I've always said that we're I, dissecting a show about sex and girls and rock and roll, and it's like we don't do any of them. No, I can't get this off my brain, so I'm just gonna say it. But my level two improv class. What happened? Nothing big, but it's like that. Just taking level two improv class in itself is a really big task. And as someone who took five years at improv, you would have to know my experience going into this. It's so crazy um, to have done improv comedy in Canada as a 19-year-old and have Evan be excited about improv comedy <laughs> for the first time in what feels like lifetimes, like post-era, you know, after Christ, after, after COVID. I have an even better topic if we want to talk about something else. Okay, yeah, let's switch it up immediately <laughs> on everybody. Well, okay, so I think something that's always a big conversation on this podcast is that everyone thinks we're so incredibly stupid, which is not invalid, but um, um, because we abbreviate and we also don't talk in the right manner, apparently. I don't even abbreviate that much. I abbreviate a lot. Um, totally. And that's totally part of my personality. Um, But I was kind of saying this the other day where it's like, I'll abbreviate so much, but then sometimes I'll just throw a word in there that's like eight syllables long just to like disorient someone. Yeah, I'm constantly disoriented by you. I'll I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, Evan, you haven't even brought up my haircut. Oh yeah, how was Chinatown? How was the haircut? How was that haircut slash blowout? So I literally went to therapy this morning. I was in such an amazing mood. We got nothing done because I was just kikiing with her. I'm obsessed with my girl Jillian. Um, but then afterwards, I was like, I guess I will bike across the Williamsburg Bridge on this sunny day to Bleacher's album from 2014 and kind of go get a haircut in Chinatown at that TikTok <laughs> place that went viral for giving blowouts for 12 bucks or whatever. So I went and they know me there now. I have a punch card, you know, and they're like, oh, you just want to blow out. And I'm like, actually, I want to cut today. And the smiles electrified on their faces. The guy who gave me my haircut was so epic sauce. He was trying so hard to make my bangs sit perfectly i felt like a little princess and it was only 55 dollars. <laughs> best deal i've ever heard i also like i have this image of you in that salon chair and you're like you didn't open up to your therapist at all that day but like you're in a salon chair and you're like telling your haircut person <laughs> your whole life story well, every single part the amazing part about that place is nobody there talks but they are always playing taylor swift they played all of fearless bonus tracks and then evermore that oh was God. what was happening because well, my i go to queer barber it's like yeah. four gay guys in one barber shop in on grand street in williamsburg um and i it's like i literally told my barber this it's like every time i go to barber shop i do view it as a competition for me to be the best person in the chair giving the best like conversation because right. i'm like you're talking to 25 people a day you you're better 30 win. i'm like i better win this conversation thing. and it's like they are keeping tabs no because and i you know why i got so excited because at the end of our haircut they followed you back on instagram followed me back on instagram but from haircut account but also at the end <laughs> of the haircut they're like i actually you're funny 
Uh, when, <laughs> you're them. <laughs> when you're a hairdresser, when you're when you're they them hairdressers thinks you're funny, you know you're doing something. Like right. He a hairdresser really came from a neighboring town from where I grew up. It's, it's an perfect. amazing story. Okay, well, enough about us. We do have such a big episode to dive into. I'm so excited for our guests. We're deciding to um, kind of intro them in person instead of being like, we talked about you before and then cross dissolve. Don't you think that'll be more fun for them? Yeah, I, I'm like, it's actually embarrassing the other way around, right? Yeah, we're like, and they're here. <laughs> I think it's cool. Like, I want to see us try to get their names right in front of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's a harrowing um, task. Like, I only am so confident about people's names right before they step in a door and then they get through our door and I'm like, I've lost all sense of as self. As soon as somebody yeah. cool sits on the couch, I'm speechless, but it's an audio medium, so I have to get my act together. <laughs> it's so much pressure. <clears throat> um, but anyways, yes, today we are diving into season four, episode so three, three female, female authors. authors. Also, I realized every single thing I said about last episode was wrong. It's not called triggered. It's called triggering. So I have to go through and rename uh, everything before it goes live tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, but that's kind of trigger. <laughs> but that kind of trigger. Okay, bye. bye. Oh my God, look who's here. Hello, Al. You know her from Ride the Podcast. You know her from being on every stand-up show in this goddamn town. <laughs> you know her for also being by Coastal to London. Yeah, kind of perfect. everything. And Guys. she has her show, January 27th, Bell House, her half hour. Give it, Give up, it up for, for Mary, Mary Beth, Beth Brown. I, I can tell they're giving it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I know they're, I did not know that was a camera. I thought that was like oh. a fun shelf <laughs> that you like could hang, like a floating shelf. But I wish everyone could see what I'm looking at. It's, it's a it, green iPad. It's very, okay. But you, you know, you learn something new. I know. Okay. Yeah. We're it's always, cool. people are always like, we've seen your clips. Like you must have like a full set up and i'm like it is my ipad with a mason jar holding it up that and that's what's really <laughs> cool about it i love that the use of and the mason jar has some water in it which goes into my theory about how all women love to drink out of a big jar yes mm. that's so real what is it reminiscent sure. of what is it reminiscent yeah of? how did we get there i just see all girls drinking out of a big jar no, it is so true. They I didn't just think like about have one. Mason jar culture at all until I moved in with Amelia. And now I can't stop. I'm drinking a big jar actually today. See, it's contagious. I served you in a big jar, right? Yeah. Well, I actually got, oh, a, I got a, a glass, but you know what? I feel like this is probably for your guests. <laughs> Mason jars for family. Yeah. And then the glasses are for guests, which yeah. is fine. I'm a, that's actually exactly system. what's going on. Yeah. So here we are. Too smart for us. <laughs> I'm always thinking. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. We've both been longtime fans. Thank Absolutely. You. This is kind of the biggest day of our lives. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. No pressure. Don't put that much pressure no, on me. No pressure. Um, well, I have to just let everyone listening know that I was supposed to do a previous episode and I had to cancel. And you were very um, lovely about it because I got some bad news. And I was like, <gasps> I just think if I do the podcast today, it's like not going to look, it's not going to be cute and fun. And yeah. I just wanted to bring my best for you guys. No, yeah. we were honestly like, this girl's so nice for wanting to bring her best self into <laughs> I, our space. I have to. I mean, that's what performance is all about. But I feel like it's good to just be like, I actually can't sometimes yeah. when you can't. And I feel like Hannah Horvath is, she kind of originated the language. Oh, 100%. Don't commit if you can't follow through yeah i mean boundaries are so real they are i know she's really like she was kind of the original canceler of plans she was kind of cozy girl totally cozy yeah, girl she's totally cozy girl i love her yeah I mean, of course i'm glad we get really to revisit applied. her whenever we want thanks I to max <laughs> formerly known as hbo <laughs> wait so really what is it in the third it iteration it was hbo then hbo max and then just max what was it? let's not forget about hbo go and hbo now of which course. are actually of predecessors course. of hbo max and now max and it is crazy to think that these all happened within five years i know i mean sometimes when i look at those like the icons on the apple tv that don't go anywhere anymore it's just nice to like think about where we started which yeah. was with hbo right now. i mean i still have the hbo max app and i type it in online i'm hoping it's going to redirect me but it won't actually bring you to the max website which is ridiculous i have a lot of notes for and I'll, i'm going to start a podcast about this about <laughs> how to make streaming platforms user-friendly yeah. everyone tries to reinvent the wheel i feel like we sort of know what works now and we should just autoplay. Please, <laughs> everyone should have autoplay on their streaming platform. Oh, it's, my God. It's harder than ever to press you a button. You have to make a UX podcast. I literally, <laughs> well, you know, I used UX to work. I, I like have had real jobs before, mm -hmm. before I started comedy and, and destroyed my life. Mm -hmm. And I so I have a lot of ideas 
about how to improve. Wait, and did you work in UX? Well, I worked at a I worked at a few different startups. One was oh. in um, retail technology, so it was like how to build like point of sale systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just I have a lot of and I'm going to write a hospitality book. Yeah. Which, okay. Thank God. That's part of my second act of my career. Oh my, god. oh my god yeah there's so much to look forward to with you there's a lot yeah <laughs> down the line right now not as much happening but down the line yeah not as much happening oh well okay biggest liar in this town sorry <laughs> um let's dive into girls where were you when girls first came out so i believe and can you remind me the year 2012 <sighs> okay so i d- i wanted to confirm 2012 is actually the year that i moved to new york city <gasps> so i dropped out of college after sophomore year at boston college and i moved to new york and i had big dreams and i didn't i didn't know exactly where those dreams would take uh-huh. me but that's when i started working at a startup a very small it was very small at the time now it's like a big company but the real real it was sort it was the, it was the <laughs> real real um it was all sort of yeah happening like as i was experiencing new york as like a 20 year old i wasn't even 21 yet so it was kind of like huge for me yeah of all the guests we've asked i got the most chills from that answer yeah and like that is so specific you're really in it watching it week by week being like okay this is what i do tomorrow this is me and my life and then i slept with someone who kind of looked like charlie so that was crazy that was one of my coworkers. people are screaming out there that's the biggest crush honestly we're finding in this like people love adam that's a given that's contrived but as we get older we're finding out everyone's a charlie fan yeah it's kind of crazy to see how your tastes change as the show goes on but i lived in chinatown when i first moved here before it became dime square Mm -hmm. so it's really a lot of history with me and so girls. So Wait, you did a Shoshana art because you um, interviewed and worked at um, a fashion company, which Shoshana's kind of doing this episode, and Marnie kind of lives in Chinatown slash Times Square. So LOL, you kind of really did the experience full on. You have no idea my Shoshana arc because I actually, <laughs> after freshman year of college, I got a job working in PR at <gasps> Ann Taylor. Shut the fuck no. up. No. Yeah. Yep. That's going to be big when we it. talk about it. I lived it. So <laughs> I, don't, I just big. didn't want to forget that detail because it really jumped out at me and I was like, whoa, I, I guess I'm just all the girls. You can't like, you can't really box me in. I kind of have shades of everyone. Right. Well, you have cheekbones like Jessa. Thank you. You have a, you lived in Marnie's apartment for beta. Pretty much. You have Shoshana's job. And, <laughs> and a, I'm a writer. Yeah, and you're right. So. Hospitality. It's a, hospitality. My big platform. It's all there. Did you binge watch it all? Like, were you tuning in every Sunday? I was definitely tuning in every Sunday. And then I actually did a big rewatch. I've done multiple rewatches of Girls, Mad Men, and entourage and of course sex in the city almost all hbo programming but girls i most recently rewatched uh about eight months ago i finished oh my god well and i hear was... you just got an egot so you kind of that's your own rewatch egot as exactly, well exactly <laughs> yeah you have to have sort of like your list of the greats so yeah it was really crazy because there's a few things i've watched more recently that i feel are more relevant even than when they came out the movie her is one example mm. with joaquin phoenix and scarlett johansson and then i just felt like girls somehow like it was so relevant then and it's just like even more relevant now a hundred percent i feel like when everybody was like she's ahead of her time the time is now the time is now this was the time well, yeah. society had to catch up yeah and i we're need there. you to fact check this for me because in her there's this one scene they're in the elevator and they're like you know what you shouldn't drink your fruit you shouldn't have it blended and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's out ahead of its time i'm sure i mean look movies and tv are there to like hold a mirror up yeah. to society <laughs> and we learn stuff from it all the no, time literally. i can't stop thinking it's like i watched a whole movie my one takeaway was like don't blend your fruit and it's true. And have it's you true. ever have you you've and you've heard this since then? I've heard it since then and they're still talking about it in ten thousand years. Hell. Don't blend your I food. can't believe like <clears throat> I used to work at a vegan restaurant in college and I was like, I'm just drinking juice, like I'm a juice girl. And then it's like two years after I left, I found out that juice is bad and I said, Fuck. You I, that's all you can do is just say fuck. Yeah. And oh, also wow. vitamins, like you shouldn't like vitamin powder is like a farce. It's not bioavailable. It doesn't enter Wait. your bloodstream. <laughs> Don't go so into my room. You pee out all of it. And that's what's it's yeah. I am gonna nerves. go in your room when we're done. I want to smell the powders. Swivel, like a lazy Susan I have a lazy pill. season of pills. Pills are fine. It's the powder. <laughs> Notice powder in pills. 
<laughs> okay, oh, then oh, you need God. the you need the like the raw stuff. Yeah, but I'm kind of just it doesn't matter. I'm just doing magnesium right now. Okay, um, <laughs> you're on a journey. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about this. I still I just have the pills, but they're for display only. Right. Um, well, right. now this is our next segment. It's so fun. It's called Minute to Win It. Um, we are gonna synopsize real word um the full episode in one minute all mm-hmm. together. Each of us get twenty seconds. I do you think you can do it? <sighs> okay, yeah, and Wait, then yeah, I have something yeah, really fun to do. I just got this new phone case with sticks here. Yeah. So what if I put the timer on the TV? We won't be able to see it, but I like it. But it's just, it's a fun visual for yeah, me. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I really want to just do it because it's so fun to stick this thing to. Look, sometimes it's about the experience in the room. And you actually, we've never done it. Okay. So All right. No, we're going to do it. I'm like huge, like goals-based person. Right. So. <laughs> you better get your butt back oh over my here. God. And away we go. go. Um, Jessica's got a big fat ass and she's a big fat liar because she's seen Adam every single day. Shoshana's too good for Ann Taylor Loft. I think not. And she's walking out of there without her resume in hand. Hannah's a little sad, but she um, has too much free time on her hands. And so does Elijah. Elijah's fully making friends with the Iowa community. He's like, Hannah, I can't hang out. I have three f- friends to go visit, but I'll meet you at the poet party. They go to the poet party and Hannah just is not kikiing correctly with her peers. And she's devastated. She's like, you guys, I can roast you right back. And then she does and everybody hates it, And then she worms out of there. Yeah, it kind of lands with a thud. And while all of this is going on, Marnie and Desi are pitching their their album at a record label but when the record label finds out that they're not actually together it's drama and they decide actually you don't meet our boss marcos so she confides <laughs> in ray about this and he says desi should be prioritizing you over clementine and then she finally puts her foot down right outside the ann taylor offices in Times square literally oh, oh and we have to we can't miss this no um jessica and adam get arrested and marnie oh. fucks ray lol again she not, she won't stop that was close. We did go over by a few seconds, but I feel like we did I feel like we really work. got it. And everything. that was like a collaboration. Well, we had Dulina yeah. Justice. It yeah. was teamwork. Yeah. That was really fun for me. Thank you for letting me do that. This episode immediately was so sad about Jessa. Yeah, I mean, Jessa sort of can't get out of her own way. I've I've seen it a million times, especially in the comedy space. You see people who are so talented and you want nothing but the best for them. But unfortunately, they just are their inner saboteur. That's yeah. what I think of when You're I think so of Jessa. Right. I, some, some of the most talented people in this town also hate themselves the most, too. Well, um, almost always. Almost always. Most especially. I feel like anytime me and Evan go to a party people drunk cry at us and we're like you're amazing believe in yourself and they're like i just don't yeah and then it's kind of crazy because they do get on stage and they hold a microphone and they speak their thoughts into it so it's this interesting sort of like contradiction inner inner turmoil i know we have lost self-hate but my therapist told me i have to look in the mirror every day and now scream i love myself and I'm well, doing it. It's really it helpful. Oh, Honestly, good. it's so fun. You so put that a post magnesium. That was the de- that was the, <laughs> the treatment <Doctor's> plan. <laughs> it's magnesium. I tell myself I love myself, and I can't look at bright lights past five p.m. <laughs> and you're cured. <laughs> and I love cured. that. It yeah. solved everything. I don't have problems. Wait, you didn't text me that you were sobbing four minutes ago. <laughs> I, oh. I'm like, do you guys even live together? I feel like you're not communicating. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can't hear me because our floors are so far apart. Okay, I will say our floor. old apartment. We were so close. We had to see each other every second and now it's like evan lives downstairs i live upstairs yeah i never see them i saw being so loud because i was hoping she'd come downstairs but she couldn't even hear me (laughs) do you you want to talk about it or (laughs) oh it's just i mean i've said this on the podcast now for the third but i went through a breakup two weeks ago okay but i'm actually in a really good place I'm in a really good place. Just like Hannah on FaceTime yeah. with Jessa. No, I'm like, I whatever. I don't even think about Adam anymore. But have you talked to him? No, no. I'm doing no contact. Mm-hmm. It is so crazy that um, Jessa's like, yeah, and I talked to him 11 or 12 times a day. And Hannah's like, I'm actually feeling fine about that. I would yell. I would be like, what do you mean? But, you know, they, but, they don't, they're not honest with each other. Like, yeah. Guys. She's doing Pilates. It's yeah. no worries. Oh, I want to do Pilates. I've never done it. It's not, you know what? It's not the fix. It's not going to fix your life. If if you want to do Pilates, definitely do it. But it's not a cure for anything. I think people like to market it as like it's going to totally reinvent you. Mm-hmm. But I do no, anything you said. That work comes within, <laughs> from within. Do you really think so? Because I've been doing Pilates like four times a week all year hoping it'll do something. And I thought it did. I mean, do you think it has it? I guess if we ask the real question, no. People need to look inward. <laughs> no. My whole thing for 2024 is joy and and looking inward. I need. I love you having 
your whole thing. I have well, you have it's to have, you have to, especially because like being in this industry, you be- you can become so like untethered and mm. lose sight of like anything moral. So my whole thing for 2024, write it down, joy and looking inward. Joy. We need to stop inward. calling people out so much. It's about looking within. Oh, I'm really okay. into that. So I just yeah. read the book, The Velvet Rage. It's all about gay shame. Um, oh, gosh. And they're always talking about how it's kind of your default. And don't be mean to people. Please, for Please. the love of God, be nice. I know. I'm trying to be a lot nicer. I think it's, you know what? It's tough, especially like, I don't know. I mean, obviously you guys live in New York, but everyone thinks people in New York are mean. I saw a man fall over on the subway on my way over here. Three people helped him up. I'm like, fuck you guys. New Yorkers are the nicest people and we just want each other to succeed. We're just in a rush. I do have a story to contrary that though, not to be evil. Oh. But one time I went for a run with my dad around um, the Chelsea area because we're staying in a hotel for New Year's and mm-hmm. a woman collapsed in front of us. My dad said, keep running. Does it's your a dad trap. live in New York? My dad lived in New York for a while. But he now goes to Boston three days and a week and that changes pulled, someone. Well, we came back around and a woman's being pulled away in an ambulance and he thought it was a trap. But he also went to Paris a lot and there's a lot of people that will try to trick you there. Yeah, I think just like, just remember where you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my third thing for um for 2024. Oh my god. Oh my god. We'll, well make now an we have an amazing question for you. Yeah. yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Okay, You've kind of already answered this though, but we have an amazing question. Girl, what girl are you? God, it's so hard. You know, it's sort of like sex in the city. I'm just like, I just, I'm a Gemini. So I have a lot of different like, you know, facets to my personality. And I just feel like some days I wake up and I'm like being a Hannah. And then Mm. some days I wake up and I'm being Marnie. And then, you know, like who's to say? It just depends. It depends on the weather Depends on what work I'm doing that day. Mm -hmm. Depends on, you know, if I'm canceling on someone or fulfilling plans. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just so much going on. Okay. Is there two you're like, feel the closest to? (laughs) I would say probably Hannah and Marnie. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I just learned about this new technique where it's like when you're indecisive, you have to flip a coin and we'll put on either side and it doesn't matter where it lands, but. In your head before it falls down, you'll know the answer to it. Yeah, because you know what you hope it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess like of those two, I mean, everyone on girls is flawed, which is nice. So if you align with anyone, it's like, well, there's pros and cons. Totally. Like, I don't feel like there's one girl that sticks out as too evil. No, I think that and they're all a product, I think, of just like, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot more about like how our families like. I mean, this is revolutionary that our families shape our personalities. Yes. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that before. Was that 2023 or 2024? This was, 2020, this was yeah. 20, mid-2023. You're I dropping too many things at once. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Keep up, please. And you can take notes if you have to. Listen at half speed. What I like about this show in comparison to Sex and the City is that there's a lot more parental involvement mm. in the characters' lives. And you really see why these people are the way that they are. I mean, I know. I want to Charlotte's parents so bad. I would have loved to see Charlotte at one of her weddings. I, know. I would have loved to see her at a <laughs> baptism, maybe. Um, and then, of course, you know, we never really meet Miss Carrie's parents either. Well, the Carrie Diaries were for that. Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch that. I remember watching that and being like, Anna Sophia Robb is awesome. She's fabulous. I'm wondering what's the next rewatch for you guys because obviously this podcast will come to an end. Well, I don't know if we'll say it here yet, but. Yeah. Okay. That's our big cool. idea. Cool. I think it's a great idea. I think it'll be long enough that it'll be time. Oh, so you can bleep it though and create some buzz. Like, Ooh. don't cut that. Just bleep it. <gasps> You're so smart. You're so executive I'm like, I, girl boss. I, I'm I'm wearing my trousers today. These yeah. are slacks. I wear slacks. <laughs> well, we the one we were like talking. We we're like we're so excited. Mary Beth is meeting about it. And everyone's like she's a businesswoman. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that that's the perception. I guess in that way, I don't know. Like, I'm none of the girls. None of the girls are very business savvy. Yeah. That is so true. We can't look back and say that any of them are business savvy. Wait, I would have to argue for my girls to show on at least Japan arc. True. One day. Well, she did put love first, but she did go to Japan. She so did. And A.D. Bryant's character arc was fabulous, too. I'm obsessed with A.D. Bryant. Yeah. Bleep that. <laughs> Bleep that. We can't. We don't want anyone to know. You can't have that getting back to her. Evan, what girl are you this week? Oh, let me ask you. Oh. Girl, what girl are you? <laughs> I am Hannah when she's sitting there being like, you guys don't like me. You don't like women. This is a feminist issue. Like anytime somebody is like not immediately loving my vibe, I'm like, so you hate all women. women. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's actually about misogyny. What's happening? Yeah. It's not uh, personal. Yeah. I'm like. It's actually 
actually people are projecting things onto you. Yeah, every single time it's never about me and I have to remember that. Yeah. I love declarative statements. You're so good at them. We're taking, we're going to take, we are really taking notes. <laughs> Anyone can do what I'm doing. That's what people don't tell you. Is that you can you do this. this. You can do this too. It is so powerful because you don't think you can. And then you do. And once you start doing it, you're like, oh my God, I could just, this is my new you personality. Get away with it. Hey, Amelia, we both have to try to make one declarative statement throughout this podcast. Okay. Yeah. And authoritative. Okay. Um, what girl are you? Oh, I'm so Elijah. I know. Okay. I didn't know we could dip into the guys. We could. If there's can. a guy in this episode <laughs> that you're really loving, feel free. I actually, I found something on Girls Wiki fandom <gasps> that I wanted to read a quote from because was, the description of this episode was actually beautiful and poetic. And there's this one line that I love, Your which is... Your camera's bedazzled. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, this is my biggest accessory. <laughs> it says, Elijah encourages Hannah to quit if she's not enjoying herself, admitting that he felt enormously relieved when he gave up his dreams of being a dancer. Like, that's just beautiful to me. That's on Wikipedia Wiki. It's on it's on Girl Wiki. Girl Girl Wiki whatever. So I have to say, Elijah said that, and I was like, I'm actually not going to be able to process like this line for a year at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, d- take the time you need with it. Yeah. And I, f- Elijah's definitely one of my favorite characters. I feel like his relationship with that like newscaster guy was mm. like so just like. What's the word? It was Hot. very like evocative and also just so rooted in truth, especially in New York, because anything can happen in New York and you can just fall in love with a guy who's just like, I don't take you seriously. But thank you for showing me I need to be in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, too, sorry. <laughs> too on the nose. Oh, I wasn't briefed. Part- <laughs> I was not briefed on the breakup. <laughs> so I can't be held accountable. No, it's cool. <laughs> Um, oh, your uh, eyes are so glittery today, Evan. <laughs> it's from tears. <laughs> um, LOL. So you're Elijah, perfect. Well, yeah. just I feel like I would step into that school and then like be friends with all the people and like have to run around campus helping them. I wrote in my notes, Evan is Elijah this episode. Yeah, I was like, so I don't have to answer this question, but when he's like i've nailed the selfie it's time to turn the camera around and take so photos of everybody else funny yeah it happened to you literally a month ago oh it did and then i broke my digital camera by dropping it one too many times yeah. it, it <laughs> happens. no statements about that all <laughs> i'll say is you know we're we're human we make mistakes. <laughs> um okay it's time to lean Lina into lena um wait actually let's cut to a break really quick oh yeah and well, Lena and Delina, all right, after this. And it's a state format, probably. Hi, it's Evan. Hey, it's Amelia. And get this, HBO Girls Rewatch Podcast is presenting a live, live comedy, comedy show, show on May 22nd at 7 p.m. in the East Village at the Knitting Factory's Baker Falls Fever Dream Lounge. Now you've heard everything. <laughs> we have such amazing guests for you, such as Liza Traeger, Cindy Washington, James Wunn, and Esther Fallick. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a night for the girls. I can't wait to see you May 22nd, Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Link is in our Instagram bio, or you can search us up on Eventbrite. Go find them, girls. Love you. Okay, and thanks. we're back. Oh, my God. We had so much fun on our break, I'd say. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want to tell people what we did. No. <clears throat> Private. It's private. Um, Lini and Talina, we're diving into what do you think she was thinking when she sat down and wrote this episode? Well, I'd imagine by season four of a show, which hardly shows these days ever make it to a season four, mm-hmm. you're just thinking like not every episode, because this also, it said this in a couple of the reviews I read of this episode, like you know how they do like recaps of shows? Mm-hmm. It just said that this sh- this episode, when it came out, probably didn't seem like it contributed that much to the show's overall arc. Mm-hmm. But then when you rewatch it, looking back, it's very significant. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you're writing on season four of a show, you're just like, okay, maybe this isn't going to seem totally essential to like the viewers right now. But once it's like a completed work, it will. Yeah. And I feel like maybe she was thinking like, all right, we have to just like fill in some like story for these characters a hundred percent like how do we get to well I don't want to ruin it but like where Jessa heads next without this episode I feel like is such a thing and Shoshana's like post-grad life like we have to see her really like be at a job interview like on her high horse yeah and see what happens next it's a real set up the pins kind of episode yeah well everyone in this episode has like 
they make declarative statements. Mm. I think that a lot of this episode, I think to me is like breaking points. Mm -hmm. So Adam reaches a breaking point with Jessa. Lena or Hannah reaches a breaking point with her classmates where Mm -hmm. she's just like, I'm going to tell you how I really feel. And then same with Marnie and Desi. And then honestly, like Shoshana at the job interview, it's like, it's all about honest conversations. There was a lot of honesty in this episode. I feel like if we think about, well, let's start with Shoshana because it's just her one scene. It's like she's graduating and she's like, yeah, I finished late, but I'm still like the smartest girl in the world and have everything going for me and everything's going to work out because I know that post-grad life is going to be better than anything I've ever done. And then she's like, of course, nailing her job interview, which also, I mean, is it of course... I'm surprised the it's woman's so like NYU student. Oh, this yeah. interaction is so like I lived in the city for four years already. I kind of know it's going on in Taylor Loft. Mm-hmm. NYU <sighs> students are so brave and confident oh, no. and never shy. Yeah. And I think for someone to try to get a job in like corporate America on the fashion side, mm-hmm. I do feel like Shoshana has the right energy for that because you mm-hmm. sort of need to be like excitable and, you know, a l- uh, she is a little bit un- unself aware. And mm-hmm. I, I think that does serve people sometimes in an interview. Sometimes you can really step in shit, but yeah. Does she have liked like, Ann Taylor as someone who knows the business? Does she like Ann Taylor? Do you think she would have liked that? Oh, I think she probably would have bought a lot of jewelry there. Mm. And maybe like a cardigan every now and then. Or if she was prepping for a job interview, it's great for like business separates. So <laughs> I think she would have been all over it. I love it. I like all the vintage Ann Taylor stuff from my mom's bags from Marie Kondo. She didn't actually give away. Mm-hmm. And I always take tops from there from Ann Taylor. Yeah, They're so cute. they make great stuff. I know. And Loft was sort of like the, you know, made well to to J. Crew vibes. Yeah. Every time I go into a loft, I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. And that, oh. but because you're a city dweller. Yeah. I think Ann, Ann is more on the side of like people that live like just outside the city. Mm. Yeah. That's it's really West beautiful. Chester. It's, it's and they need to wear. They need clothes. They need so clothes. I think it's. I think it's fabulous. <laughs> no, I'm glad I get their mission statement now, and I'm celebrating them. Yeah. Um, wait, I love Shosh. Um, no, I, what's the woman's name? We never find out. I love her tumbler cup. I oh, did clock that too. Yeah. Again, ahead of their time. Ahead of their. I time. don't remember people using those at work. I had an office job at the time. And now you see them everywhere you go. Well, and Taylor Loft yeah. knows what they're doing. They do, and I really hope that was a branded cup. I didn't I didn't clock if it was or not, but I hope that they were given out to employees. Oh right. Yeah, the thought of her spending twenty four dollars on it breaks my heart. Yeah. What she did with the resume was truly the funniest thing I've ever seen. She's like, Oh, you can keep it. Of course, throws it in the trash difficultly. Yeah, immediately. It's so it's a really such a good classic Shoshana scene to like really show her ego without the tea. She's coming into her power in that scene yeah i'm actually like to wear her hair like that and be so confident Mm. i'm like i wish when i was 22 i wish i could say i was that girl but my first job at a startup when i was 22 they were like we'll pay you shit you're actually gonna take on four people's jobs and you're gonna love it right and i was like thank you so much for this opportunity (laughs) yeah well we're always thankful for the opportunity yeah i wouldn't have had the confidence that but i didn't go to nyu so bc is in a city somewhere almost. What's crazy is that it's actually not. Uh, so it's, it's called Chestnut. Boston College, but it's not in Boston. It's outside Wait, Boston. and you left in the middle. You were like, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah, I said, I just, it's not for me. Oh my God. It really, it's not for anyone at these days, but no. we were forced to do it. And I was sort of spearheaded that. So I take a lot of credit for those yeah. that have dropped out of college. Since I dropped out, they're all copying me. So I believe that's <laughs> yeah. true 100%. Yeah. And it was it was great to walk out with my head held high. You know, I didn't fail out or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, you also don't have BC, to do stuff what I hear is like bad. It. I had no idea about that. I like hated college and I was like, but there's no other options obviously. So I just transferred. Yeah, that's something people do. Uh-huh. I considered it. Yeah. Ultimately just said, "Wait, I don't were you need like it. I'm going to go be a businesswoman there?" No, I basically was like, I'm gonna, I thought I was going to transfer to Parsons and then I applied mm. and got in, but I took one online class there while I was like in between and I just was like, I hate this too. So then I luckily got a job at a really small, you know, early stage company and I was like, all right, I'll just do, do I'll be business woman. Well, yeah. once you get one of those, it's like, we're kind of good. Yeah. It's hard to say get one of those. So yeah, I knew someone that worked there. So that was helpful. But yeah, I have no regrets. I I really I thought I was going to like quit school and be a makeup artist or work in fashion. And then the company was like, you know, it was sort of tangential to fashion. But then four years after that, I started doing comedy inspired by, of course, Broad City. No way. Yeah, I signed up for UCB. 
Wait. Oh my god! Oh my god! Were yeah. you learning the Herald, and you were like, "I love my little life." I was like, "You know what? This is. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna totally blow up my whole life and just be a comedian." Oh my god! That is beautiful. Are you looking back and you're like, "This is the perfect choice. No regrets." I think it was definitely the perfect choice. No regrets. Some moments, I'm like, I wish I never did that because I'm mm. like, it's hard, and obviously, there's so much you don't know mm-hmm. about it when you first start and how hard it is. But I definitely think I'm doing like the right thing. Oh, you are doing the right thing. I can tell you that. Never could have predicted, though. Never could predict. When you sign up for Improv 101, you never think, like, this is going to redirect the course of my life. Yeah, I'm in 102 right now, and it is (laughs) redirecting the course of my life. Okay. (laughs) Look, sometimes it has – you have to get to 102, and then then you take a long, hard look. beautiful. I love Marnie's whole thing this episode, where she's like, you know what? I love – I've – it's kind of always so funny because you're ever dating two people and you like always prefer one more you're like so tempted to bring the other one up in that person's presence and like complain about them yeah and then for ray to be there and then get that and then um experience um be like yeah we can still f-u-c-k mm-hmm. i mean that guy well, i get why ray it's my dad's favorite charming. character yeah ray was charming <laughs> by being like any guy who doesn't ditch their girlfriend for you is not worth your time and then yeah, he's kind of genius for that because Marnie is so easily persuaded. Yeah, I think this was definitely, I mean, both of the romantic entanglements that she's in at this current moment in the show are just very rooted in truth. Yeah, we all know this girl and we actually, I celebrate her. I celebrate her because I know it's not it's not permanent for her. Mm. Yeah, I'm like she's really gonna be like so fine when she's 28 or 29, probably. Maybe even 30. Maybe 30. Maybe 30. It's some t- late bloomer, but for her to be sleeping with her like bandmate who also yeah. has a girlfriend, and then sort of be fucking her friend's guy who's not really her friend's guy, it's just like that situation in New York is like it comes up more than you think. Yeah, yeah I feel like everybody's like. Marnie sucks. I can't believe she's like this. She's such a mistress. And I'm like, I actually know like 30 or 40 girls like this. And they're really sweet at the end of the day. And they're trying they their are. best. They, they just want validation. Yeah. I'm a Marnie. I mean, I'm an apologist for all of them. But I think Marnie definitely, she doesn't do herself any favors, but she's doing the best she can. Yeah. I have to believe yeah. that. I always see her as a um, Rory Gilmore if she like post-grad style. Yeah. It's like Rory, we get to see in if season. Rory pursued pop star. Yeah. It's like Rory's doing really well for the first two years after college and then everything goes to shit. Yeah. And it's like yeah. actually what happens in Gilmore Girls seasons. So it's just something really interesting and you can also, all the boys that Rory dates are kind of parallel kind of to um, Marnie's guys. Yeah. They should totally do a girl's seasons and Amy Sherman Palladino should be in yes. charge of it. Oh, and please. Sutton Foster should be in it for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, that would be ideal. I'm yeah. a huge Sutton head after seeing Younger. <gasps> I watched the yeah. whole series. Show. Don't get Evan started with Younger. I could talk about it all that. I mean, it's just a really good show. They reunited my family. We were all dispersed and we would all every single week sit down and watch an episode of Younger. That's together. really fun. Mm-hmm. It was a really, I mean, it was just well written. I said there's young people in that writer's room. I can tell. By the way, they're talking about social media. Mm-hmm. I can tell there's young people there. And, and I, publishing. And we even. should have that in writer's rooms about young people. Young Why? people or young people? <laughs> <laughs> we'll clip that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll blow up. It's my big what? platform <laughs> is that we should stop hiring old people. Yeah. Oh, they don't know anything. Yeah. Not the ones I meet. No, yeah. yeah they think hard. they know too they don't, much. They, some of them don't even know how to listen to a podcast. So that's so true. tough. My it's tough. so tough to try to explain that. I know. Well, both of our parents, both both of us have one parent listening to the podcast currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like trials and tribulation trying to even get them to open the app. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying they can't learn. And obviously, like older people should be like, you know, running the place. Mm. But I think there should be young voices as well. Balance. That's all I'm saying. I have full body chills. Yeah, I mean, I it, this is gonna be an explosive episode. Yeah. Oh my God, Biden's gonna reach out. I, I listen, listen with care. You know, listen responsibly. Yeah. Do we think yeah. Marnie, Marnie? They get to go back to the place now, or are they? They're no, like, it, we don't want you to meet out. Marcus at all. I think it was like, um, okay, yeah. Like, well, don't call us. We'll call you. Sort of situation. Fuck. No, and no, then it Marnie, works out. Marnie sits down and begs Desi to be her girlfriend, and he's like, "No." Oh, that well, speech he, is beautiful. He's like, what? she's like, he's like, we need to figure mm. out what you want, and she's like, I know what I want. 
I love that. A declarative statement. Very Mary Beth coded. Very me. So Very I guess I'm coded. feeling kind of Marnie today. What's your thoughts on Desi's speech? I don't remember. So it's I like don't you're retain. young. Yeah. You're hard hot. With, yeah. It's like. I just remember talented. being like mad at him watching it. I don't remember what he said, but I remember how he made me feel and it was bad. It's just a bunch of bullshit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I'm like. Hot air. You need to make a choice. I know, but those eyes. I know. And he's a great, you know, great character actor. Love him. Love the guy. But Love the guy. And being so good at the character, I'm like, you're an asshole. <laughs> well, that's how he, that's how you know he's good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus so. Christ. I'm I like, don't even, I don't remember what happens next. That was something that was interesting. Yeah. I, this, I is a, this is I like mean, a starting line for some of the characters. It's so Wikipedia. It's so wiki episode because it's like, this is really a setup for a lot of it. I had to watch this episode three times, which I haven't done yet for a specific episode. Yeah. Just because I kept getting confused on what the hell's happening. I mean, it's because they're not, none of their stories are connected. So it's actually yeah. really hard to pay attention for a single second. The yeah. Zoom calls of it all makes it so hard and it reminds you like COVID. I yeah, know. Yeah, which we definitely don't want to think about. No. Hannah would have loved remote work. She would have never gone to Iowa. Yeah. I think what, what what I liked about this episode and sort of the grad school arc is like grad school is kind of like fake. Oh, 100%. Well, her being like, I have class once a week. I'm like, then you could live in Brooklyn still right. and actually <laughs> go to Iowa once a once week. Once a week. And be way better off. Do you guys have any friends that have done grad school? Yeah. So what I'm noticing for grad school, it's either like really scientific, serious, or it's MBA party every single day. My brother went to visit my cousin her first week of MBA program. He's like, it's crazier than college. They're all like, all like, I have to go to this party, so I'll come meet you at this party later. And it's like, oh, but you're all 29 years old running around with post-it notes with parties on it. Well, and it's like every other week they go on a big international yeah. trip. And I just I don't understand it's how that's true. teaching you about business, but oh, well, she just went to Panama. It's it's I I <laughs> saw a friend who I hadn't seen in years because we were both in Mexico City. I was there with friends. He was like, "Oh, I'm just here with my with my class." They were just going out like getting drunk, and I was like, "Okay, that I, sounds magical." I guess I yeah, I guess I'm not seeing the connection. But you're, it's just your classmates. So what's there? What I mean, you, you guys know each other. I think it's supposed to be for networking vibes. Where it's like you, these are these people might hire you one day, so let's get drunk with them. Let's have a really really good time, so you can get a consulting job. Also, drop when Clementine is a consultant. I'm like yeah. the girl has an autoimmune disorder and a consultant. Pick one. Yeah, pick one pick personality. One. It's it's <laughs> can yeah, and that it's I can't even speak on it. It's just like it's dizzying. I think there's a real culture in Brooklyn, and it's cool that we get to see this ten years earlier, where everyone has like an artsy friend group and then that one friend who's a consultant. And like that's Clementine, and you don't always know. And then you start talking to them, you're like, "What the hell are you working at McKinsey for, girl?" Oh, totally. And that's like very jarring. But I guess like, well, I don't know, because I was gonna say, I guess we need consultants, but do we? No, the whole thing is we don't. No one can like point to what they do. <laughs> and I've asked multiple out. consultants who kind of like own condos in a city somehow. Yeah, like how they made this happen, and they can't. They're explain just like it. you wouldn't get it. And it's like you're not even gonna try. Well, I don't think they know. I think that's the problem. <laughs> the they're like, but, I'm going to a company and I'm chatting and I made a slide deck. And, well, and like, there's spreadsheets too. No. I know there's spreadsheets. Okay, that actually comforts me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> What's in the spreadsheets, I don't know. Really I'm know. assuming numbers of some kind and maybe some formulas, but it's just, yeah, I'm not really sure. I just wonder what would happen. It's like, you know how they're trying to like eradicate mosquitoes? Like, scientists no. might just like kill all of them so there's no more mosquitoes because oh. they're the deadliest animal to humans they're trying it out in like small smaller areas to see what the like s the economic and like environmental impact is i just wonder what would happen if like if all the consultancies just like went away i'm not oh. saying we kill them but like let's just pl place them in other jobs like what would happen Nothing. i would love to do research data on that qualitative and quantitative and put it an excel sheet for me to read later girl <laughs> yeah. and the powerpoint like let's do it in smaller cities and just mm -hmm. see if we took all the consultants out of their roles yeah. just see what happens like economically and environmentally and we'll see because i think it's worth trying i'm open to that opportunity i'm just gonna put that in the ether Wait, okay. what kind of autoimmune disorder project. is it though when you get angry you get a fever I don't know if that's real. I think it's sort of, I mean. <laughs> that might be where it goes sketch comedy for a second. Yeah. I also know a lot of people that have self-proclaimed autoimmune disorders. I mean, everyone. I'm 
I'm getting a diagnosis before I'm telling anyone anything. I had a parasite and I made sure that I got the positive culture back before I told people it was a parasite. You had mono four times. Something like that. <laughs> I cannot believe something like that would happen to you. It doesn't feel good. To it doesn't hear feel that. good, but at least, you know, you can name it. Yeah, that is power. It happened to me and I'm, you know, when people are like, oh, I have like, I have strep. And it's like, did you go get a strep culture? Mm-hmm. Or if they so have COVID, did you take a test? Right. I need to know if it's real. You're like, forward me the email confirmation. I would like to see it. I don't want anyone to get mad at me, but I am watching Young Sheldon right now. That's the plot point of half the episodes is that he thinks he has something going on. Okay. Hypochondriac alert. Hypochondriac. Which can be very powerful narratively, but I think some people (laughs) use it a bit too much in real life. I agree, but everybody's (laughs) trying to really make a story of their lives right now. Well, always, but especially now. Now more than ever. Yeah. Well, that brings us to Hannah. Wait, really Uh, quick. Let's cut to our second break. Guys, we'll be right right back. back. And And when we come back, we'll be talking about Hannah and Jessa. Sorry, yeah, and we're back from the break. Oh my God, and we learned so much again. (laughs) I can't believe we have to cut to the break. I know, I wish they could hear it, but there's unfortunately no way. Yeah, there's no possible way. Unless you pay $5 for the Patreon, but we don't have. Yeah, I'll never never learn about that website. Um, Okay, Hannah. Grad school, you don't believe in it that much? I Obviously, med school is different. Don't come for me if you're a doctor because obviously you need schooling and things like that. Nursing school, PA school, all that stuff, super important. Do you think lawyer? Lawyers, yes, because they have to like learn a bunch of stuff. But I think specifically – and look, if you go to grad school for literature and you come out with a book, that's obviously worth the money because you've been like forced to write it. If you're going to go to get your MBA, I just think like that's crazy. But this is coming from a that's college dropout. That's It's like – the MBA is crazy. MBA to me is just like it's frivolous. It's frivolous to me if you're already living in a major city. If you're living in like the like the biggest town in the randomest state, it's like I guess what else is there to do? Like maybe that could be useful. I don't know. Like go work for a nonprofit. I don't That's like true. you know. It just like do something else. There's ways around it. There's yeah. ways. Well, my There's cousin things. did it because she's consultant and she wanted career change to a different kind of consulting. I think. And you need it. You need two years of schooling for that, and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mimi, you tell us. If you want a break from your job <laughs> and your company's paying for it, I think that's different. But I know that's not the case for everyone. Yeah, true. If your company's paying for it, it I just know too many people who are like, "I'm going to NYU to learn to write, and I am 27." And it's like, I think there's other things that could you do. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I academia is not for me. Yeah. So I can't speak on it. And it's not for Hannah, clearly. No. The no. Mennonite. I, but my heart <laughs> goes Mennonite out to her. <laughs> yeah. And she's having to really, you know, I think the scene where she's like ripping her classmates a new one is just so, it's one of those scenes where I'm like, oh, but it's so good. It's so secondhand embarrassment just because it's like, I thought maybe one of them would be like, LOL, you're kind of funny, girl. But all of them were like, and you should commit suicide, by the way. Right. Why and none of them give it back to her, which I think she was expecting like, okay, now you guys like roast me. And they were just like the worst, the worst, most severe roast is to say nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, she, she literally left. had to swim out of there. She slithered. Well, this is how she left GQ as well. Like she left her GQ job by blowing up at everyone individually yeah. and roasting their ass and then dropping the mic, even Jenna Lyons, and got the hell out of there. Thanksgiving tea. Yeah, it's motif. Like her whole thing is, I'm like, what? And she kind of does it to her friends again when they go to the beach house. They, I mean, they all blow up where they all kind of like point fingers at each other. Like in real life, I think we all are like, we have these things we would love to say to our friends when they're pissing us the hell off. Um, And that's the amazing part of the show is that you can finally get to hear what someone's really thinking. Yeah. And I think. And there's an alarm. An alarm just started because you said that. <laughs> That's, definitive um, statement. Yeah, a definitive statement. I think it's what happens when you just let things build over time. Instead, I mean, this is pretty quick because these are new friends. But mm. I feel like it. You know, it was kind of powerful to just watch someone like say exactly what they think, and she wasn't wrong. I didn't think no. she was wrong. In and her- I don't think she was like mean for the sake of being mean. Like I think she had really thought through each person's thing and was giving like honest feedback and maybe a perspective that they would benefit from hearing. They're so funny too. The Gaijin one, it's like you are a wildly trendy Gaijin, but your whole poem is kind of a winky face emoji quickly followed by a poop emoji. Like that's the funniest thing I've ever I would love heard. for somebody to give me feedback like that. 
<laughs> I'm begging for it. They're all so good. Um, but I guess this is we're building to the, her being like, I can't stay in grad school, which I think is probably good. I mean, did anyone think Iowa was going to last? Uh, well, we had our hopes. Of course we had hopes. But I think you can't put a girl like Hannah Horvath in Iowa. You can't put a show about navigating your 20s in New York City in, in Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> doesn't work. They cried. It's like when they tried to move Carrie to Paris. Just it's doesn't. Like, you can't know work. they're gonna have to go. I always get so sad when a TV show does that, and I'm like, because then we have to have four episodes that we hate and never want to think about again. But we had to do that so they could learn something. I'm like, there has got to be a better way, writers. I think they had a lot of money to play with, so they're like, why not go to Iowa too? Hannah wanted to really. Lena wanted to flex the muscle. It worked for season four. Let's go shoot at Iowa by like, is that Vassar College? I I, I don't know what's in it. Iowa, but it was. It, I mean, what she has a humongous house. So, so big, only $800 a month. Miss it. You miss it. And then the whole thing where she literally ends it all by riding off with a Meta Knight. I <sighs> mean, that is funny. That is Broad City. That is Broad City. It's sketch comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I love when it goes from like serious to like one little s- silly, something so silly that you're like, you're having fun with your boy Judd, girl. Yeah. They're just, they're thinking, they're pitching, they're, they're, they're taking swings. It is crazy that she writes it all herself. Well, maybe that's normal, but to me, that seems crazy. I looked in this episode, did say written by someone else. Yeah, there's like oh, one or two. Jenny Coner? No, 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 no. It was, it was someone else whose her name, name I forget. Okay, perfect. We'll link her in the description. <laughs> well, I can, I just, I have it on the wiki fandom thing. Oh, you can you're edit, edit this part where I'm Googling. Um, But I have it. I also, right. Hannah, go through. I mean, I wish we could see one more class. One okay, more you workshop. ready? This episode of Girls was written by Sarah Hayward and directed by Jesse Peretz. Ooh. And clap it up for them. Clap it up. There's for a them. lot of they like audience participation this episode. Yeah, it's like blues clues. Yeah. Like we can't see it, <laughs> but we know that it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, last girl we gotta lean into, Miss Jessa. She's almost four months sober. We're so happy for her. Huge win. It's her birthday, maybe at Chuck E. Cheese. And then unfortunately. The inner saboteur comes out and she does talk back to some cops again ahead of her time. Ahead of her mm. time. When she goes off on the cops, I'm like, I mean, everybody stole her whole thing in 2020, did they not? They did. And nobody cited that source. Nobody citing that source. She made good points. You can't say Jessa didn't make any good points. The way Ray was like, I actually love police when he picked them up. I was like, uh, you're canceled, honey. Yeah, you're he, canceled, he couldn't honey. get away with that today. No, I love Adam being like, and she's foreign, and it's like, well, she has lived here for 25 years. But I love when you're foreign because you can really get away with a lot more just by um acting dumb. Yeah, I mean, peeing outside, I think, is maybe universal that you can't do that in big cities, or else you'll get in trouble. But as someone who's definitely peed on the street my fair share of times, there's not that many places to go, and businesses mm-hmm. really don't want you to go in there. So and exactly. so sometimes you have no choice. They actively are like telling you not to. Pretty much, yeah. So you don't even enter, no and they're just like, don't even try. Yeah, I also love like her little speech. Is like, there's the closest one is seven blocks away. Like, is there not an entire movement on TikTok about that statement? Like, Jim, Jessa really invented the wheel. Yeah, there's a TikTok account like Free Bathrooms NYC, and it's this woman who like goes every free bathroom in New York City and then rates and reviews them. Look, what businesses maybe don't understand is that you could get a you could get an impromptu sale. If you let people in your restaurants pee, they smell the delicious food, they might get some fries on the way out. Yeah. They might buy a water or, you know, a soda. It's like I'm happy to do that if I can use the bathroom. But really? when it's so like, you know, they're screaming at you before you even get in there, it's like, do not come in here because the bathroom is for customers. It's like, well, that's hostile. Well, they're gonna it's clean hostile. it anyway. Also, you know, it's they're just some most of the time it's just people that really have to pee. Maybe be nice to the community that you're part of. I think so. <laughs> love you small businesses anyway, though. We love shopping local. And we small love businesses. shopping local. It's so important. Definitive statement. Yep. Absolutely. Do we think that at this point, Jessa is like, I kind of like Adam and want to date him or not even yet? <sighs> I think she does probably She's see like him as re- I think around. it's like I think I really believe Jessa sees every man and potentially every woman as like a sexual being that she could totally. be with. I know totally. when she manipulates that one guy, it's like he. I told him to replace God with my name, and now um, I'm the only thing between him and a crack pipe. Yeah, it's um, she's got a lot of power. She's got a lot of sexual power. 
I know, and she's like the whole thing. It's like, should I throw her hand at the magnets when she's like, um, I hate it when white people date. That was funny. <laughs> I thought that was really good and funny. Was that ahead of its time, of its time, or behind its time? I am just going to always say it's ahead. It's ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> it definitely wasn't of the time. I did not like her outfit, though. Oh, her little t-shirt? Her Heather Gray? Yeah, college was, shirts like that. But what was it, a t-shirt? I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it's it was like a graphic tee that was surprising. Yeah. It, was it like, wasn't Wu-Tang Clan. It was like Run DMC or something. Yeah, I think you're right. It was something like that where it just fell out of character. But I'm sure it's someone else's shirt that she stole. Maybe so in that way, it's like very rooted in truth for that character. Oh, it feels like she's Shaq trying shirt? to be Guy's girl to befriend Adam. Mm. Potentially. And I'm not saying that Jessa wouldn't listen to Wu-Tang Clan or run DMC. It just, she doesn't usually wear like graphic tees. Yeah. She's usually in like a billowy dress where you can see her like whole like ass and tits. <laughs> we saw her or ass kimono. this episode. That was so fun. I wonder if she really had that tan at that time. Probably. I would guess, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it's a fun little detail they wrote in the stage direction. And then makeup comes in. They say, all right, well, we got to. This would be fun. This Movie is, magic. This is what happens to girls. This is what happens to girls. I mean, the whole thing, the big trend right now is that people are doing fake sunburns. So again, ahead yeah. of her time. She's wow. a what genius. can we say? She's really a genius. Also being sober ahead of its time. It's like Everyone's way more common sober now. sober now. Yeah. Not everybody was sober in 2014. No. Oh, that is a big touch tone of this podcast that everyone is sober now. Well, I've been sober. I'm about to break my sobriety in a few days. Oh, really? For how long? I just wanted to take five months off. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like four and a bit. And so I'm going to drink on Saturday. So it's pretty exciting for me. I don't have a drinking problem. I just wanted to take some time off. I did that for one month this year and it taught me nothing. Um, You have to. Unfortunately, I I didn't really feel a difference till it was more more than a month. So, also, if you like drinking and you have fun, then you sh- you don't need to take a break, right? Sometimes I'm like, maybe I'll do this because I've heard it's been a problem for other people and just fixes <laughs> everything, and then I'm like, maybe it actually has nothing to do with me. Look I'll, again, I would just say look inward, right? Just because Pilates works for some people doesn't mean yeah, and that's Sobriety. okay. We Pilates just gotta. Work for some I really have to yeah. look in. I'm really realizing as we say here, but at least you're Aww. doing that. Like I think some of the girls, girls they weren't looking inward that much. And if they did, they maybe would have made different choices. It is like these girls aren't looking inward almost ever. But Hannah might uh, for a brief second in a few episodes. So we, we don't that know. To it's impossible to. to say. It's impossible to say. Do you think they're journaling? No. These are girls on a journal. Hannah's pre-writing by yeah, making exactly. brownies. Girl, get, get your block. It's, it's rapid fire time. Oh my God, I'm scared. I'm it really scared. Scary. We're gonna ask so many questions so quick. Just say whatever comes to mind. No pressure at all. Okay, I'm ready. Why is Marty mad at you? Because I didn't give back her tank top. Are you voice of a generation or a voice of a generation? A voice of a generation. What does the letter A make you think of? Apples. I like honey crisp the best. Is comic retribution witchcraft? Cosmic. Co- um, comic? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Is there a ball to get rolling? Always. Do you think it's fine if Adam throws all out Hannah's magnets? No. Do you have anxiety or did you just um, roll your hair? Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Do you think Dakota Fanning wants to be Dakota Fanning? Yes. What is your Amish bonnet? Bonnet. My Amish bonnet is probably this like fur headband that I bought. And it's real fur and Ooh. I'm problematic. Mm. But oh it's my fine. God. Nobody can cancel you for that. She thrifted I- it. Sure. I always say the animal died of natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Mary kill. Ray, Desi, Adam. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I would probably kill Ray. I'm so sorry, but that's how I feel. And then I would fuck Desi and I would, I guess, marry Adam. I mean, he does get his shit together eventually. He does. And he's tall. Yeah. Um. Okay. What would Hannah say to you in a roast battle? Um. That I look like the type of girl who wears makeup when I work out. uh is public urination fine when jessa does it i think it's fine when mostly anyone does it except dogs outside my building absolutely absolutely. they should be doing that and what makes you worm off a couch oh god um dog hair yeah yeah, i don't like that i love dogs i don't need their hair all over my stuff would you ever be a dog owner i I am not sure. I can't say, but mm-hmm. if I got a dog, it would be one that has short. 
short hair that doesn't shed because I think it's just it's not it doesn't fit with my lifestyle to have a dog that sheds. Well, you're I, at three coasts right now. So I'm in I'm tricoastal. I, I live in a studio and I don't want to go outside when I don't want to. So dogs yeah. for me, it's not time. No, I, I hate to say this, but most dogs in the city are not being treated that well. No, and, and their shit is everywhere. Their shit is so everywhere. It's like, That's I have to not see okay. dog shit every single day. And sometimes human shit. So yeah. let's, and I'm not blaming people that have to shit outside because probably our society, our government's not taking care of them. Absolutely. Dogs, that's on you guys. That There mm. is a fix on that one. My famous platform, and this is my another declarative statement for the podcast, is you can't have a hobby and a dog. Agreed. That's so true. Anybody we know that gets a dog, it ruins their stand-up comedy career. <laughs> and so I say dogs for everyone because we got too many stand-up <laughs> comedians. Right. You're like, make it end. Yeah. Um, we have one, one more, more segment, segment of the podcast. That, that outfit in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's when we compare Brooklyn then versus Brooklyn now. Okay, cool. I feel like we always are already hinted at it, but top of mind and Taylor Loft the whole everything about the jewelry wall the tumbler the whole aesthetic what is that now would we say like the equivalent of that yeah. i would say real for headpants Pinterest that's board? so hard oh i mean wait so what are we comparing we're basically comparing like um the accessory giant wall. necklace yeah. wall. What would that wall be now if we cut to that scene in 2023? Oh, the tiniest, daintiest rings that like yeah. you actually can't even see. That's how thin <laughs> they are is that you can't see them, but they cost $200. That's Literally. always happening. I'm always like, that's so cute. And they're like, I bought it for $9 million. And it, dis- it dissolves in water. Yeah. So <laughs> I know I keep going to boutiques around Bushwick and or Brooklyn. And all the rings, I'm like, oh, I just bought this off Shein last week. Yeah, but you shouldn't buy stuff from Shein. And I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Shein is really bad. It is really bad. It's really bad. bad, and we know, we know that. We know, we know that. that. Um, Marnie and Desi's music being folk, indie, do you think it would be something so much different now? I do. I, I don't know what it would be, but I think it would it would be it wouldn't be folk. It would be more pop. Mm. I I fear it might be a little Charlie XCX. Right, but you haven't seen straight guy and straight girl do that yet. Yeah, which maybe they could true. have a. I I they wouldn't, but may, you know maybe they could put a spin on it. Of some no, kind. I actually yeah. think it'd still be indie. It would still be really indie. I just think it would be like they Pine would be growth. trying to figure out what would go viral and just get missing the mark. Yeah, they'd be really bad at TikTok, but really thinking it'll change everything. Well, that's what I was thinking. So they would never have that meeting today because you need at least like 20K on TikTok in order to even talk to a record label. And if they not would not be able to manage that. I feel like Marnie's personality wouldn't do well online. No, but she might go oh. viral for people not liking her. Her apology video would go viral. Definitely. Yeah, yeah she'd have that thing for where all like, the wrong reasons. All the yeah. wrong reasons. <laughs> she'd be calling YouTube. She'd be that A, B, C, D, E, F, G, G girl. Yeah. Whatever her name oh, is. Oh, she got caught. That everyone hates oh, her. Oh, because it was like manufactured. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I think that's honestly impressive and good marketing degrees. But cover your tracks. Come but on, guys. Create a burner account. Don't have it from the record label, girl. Make it so obvious. easy to track. I love her. Miss her. I hope she comes uh, out with a numbers out. song. Went through nine. Um, <laughs> that's the last note <laughs> of the podcast <laughs> but love for that girl to come with a number song no yeah cops different now I feel like are they do you think I feel like Ray would be like into it and be like I'm glad you got arrested I think Ray is like a libertarian hmm. yeah so take from that what you will but I think he would be like really really educated so arguing with him would be kind of frustrating because he mm-hmm. would make good points but that were ultimately like he doesn't see the humanity enough. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I the problem with the, like, with the REI picket line. Yeah. That's where I can mostly the REI see. picket line. Yeah. I feel like he, he'd find himself there. Yeah. And I, we could learn. We still learn from those people. But oh, 100%. We don't agree with them. So. Oh. Yeah, you're so <laughs> I can't th- get over how I, it won't stop. It won't but I could be wrong. What if I'm just, what if everything I'm saying is wrong? No, but you right. say it so confidently, so it has to be right. I know. I'm like, Half you could just be spewing lies, and I'd be like, I'm going to keep that in mind every day forever. Well, I am 32. Like, I've lived. Right. You know so. more than us for sure. I know, I know stuff about stuff. I don't, I don't know everything, but I, I like what I know so far. 
Oh, I'm enjoying wow. the like I'm enjoying the experience, but I'm always learning. I, I'm not that smart like academically, so I'm just like cool. You are. Mm. Don't worry. Mm. Don't worry. Let's just say I wouldn't volunteer to take the SAT anytime soon. No, I, I mean, know. and I did leave the ACT in the middle crying because I it was too much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. I was like, I can't. And then I had to move to Canada to uh, uh, like avoid <laughs> the test scores because they don't but care about the country. Oh, where'd you go, Miguel? <laughs> um ryerson in toronto okay i only know um, mcgill yeah i know and nobody ever knows ryerson actually renamed itself that's mm. cool yeah they chose a name so what don't dead name them don't tell me yeah. what it used to be called <laughs> sorry i went to toronto metropolitan it's amazing there i was sad for four years and then had to leave recommend it to anybody looking for that and then that's where we end the podcast. And that's where we end the podcast. <laughs> Mary Beth, thank you so you much for being on. Earth. My pleasure. I feel like we've both been shy because we're literally starstruck. Stop. You're like one of the original brunettes in this town. <sighs> and no one gives me credit for I, that. So I, thank you for putting it on that. the record. No, Actually, it's crazy. Everybody's saying it. And I felt empowered by the four brunettes that are stand before us. Yeah. You know, Wait, but Marnie's blonde this episode for some unknown reason. Yeah. You know, hair continuity, it's not that important in shows. I'm, I realize when I watch the kardashians right. it doesn't need to be sequential like no one ever said life was linear right no one Actually, people are constantly linear. arguing the opposite so um guys oh. everybody see mary beth at the bell house in january, january 26th we'll be back no, don't it's come 20, on the 26th i will not be there i'll be there you know i went on a, when anything. i first moved to new york city i went to a first date at your show and it was like <gasps> It was what? like early post-COVID era. What show? It was like your one-hour work in progress. Oh, my God. That was probably really bad. Loved it. Okay, good. You had the sweetest little video of you as a young girl. And I was like, everything's going to be magical in this town. <laughs> and, and I hope it has been. And it has been. Wait, uh, did you get to a second date with the guy? No, but we did have... He was obsessed with you. Oh, interesting. Which, like, he's, like, he's never seen a comedy show. Like, he doesn't know anything. And I was just like, oh, you want to go to this show at this bar? And then we did watch like a very specific hour of comedy. <laughs> yeah, very unpolished. Well, I hate to think what he now is a fan of comedy wise because sometimes you see like men are just so easily swayed. I'm like, who's he watching on YouTube? Right. Let's check in. There's, I, there's no way to contact him, but we had an amazing time. It was a seven hour day and then I never saw him again. <laughs> really? And honey, that's New York. And that's New York City. Beautiful. Um, now, now that's where we're the, the podcast. Bye. We'll be back next week with episode four. Love you. Love you.